0: hi guys welcome back to my podcast the path to or if it's your first time listening hi i'm janet in today's episode i talk about being in a lack mindset versus being in an abundant mindset and like how you could switch over to an abundant mindset and i just basically talk about anything in between that might have come up so yeah without further ado let's just jump right in hold on hold on hold on before we jump right into this episode i did want to play a short little heart chakra sound bowl for you real quick because in this episode i do talk about opening your heart space and just being open to receiving so without further ado let's just do a quick little okay and now we're gonna jump right in had a revelation, like a really big revelation about myself and I feel like other people can relate to it. So, I realized that I for a while have been in a lack mindset, right? And I maybe I was kind of aware of it subconsciously, but I think it consciously came into my awareness and I was like, "Oh, that explains a lot." So, I'm confident within myself, right? And that's a big thing that I've been working on is my confidence and, you know, stepping into my power instead of seeing myself as more of like a victim of like circumstance. It's not like I would go around being like, I'm a victim, I'm a victim, you know. But it was like, I would be in a place of hurt, basically, in a wounded space. And that's natural because, you know, I was healing from a lot of things. It's not bad to be, you know, hurt or wounded because that is bound to happen in life, right? But to stay in that mindset, that wounded mindset, and it really is linked to fear. In a very fearful type of energy. You start to fear, you know, others, certain connections with others, fear intimacy, fear vulnerability fear love fear you know taking that chance in love there's a lot of things to fear right not saying that i was in all of those energies but in different you know points in my life maybe but currently i feel like i was just in a very when it came to you know relationships and dating i was more of in a fearful kind of energy which I never really realized until I get into a relationship. I feel like relationships are a really great tool if you know how to, you know, execute it properly. But I feel like, you know, when you're alone and you're single, you can say that you're healed. You can say that you came so far and will really feel that way. But until you get into relationships, I feel like relationships are a big catalyst for change and for self-development and for self-improvement and for spiritual growth relationships are great now even the relationships that at first you'd be like um how is that improving my life like how is that ending how is you know me being cheated on or me being uh rejected how is that good for me i don't understand right even if someone did me wrong how is that a good thing but there really is a lesson in every single experience. And sometimes people come into your life and they're not going to treat you well. That's something that happens. But to sit in this energy of, oh, they did this to me. I'm so wounded. I can't, you know, be trustful anymore. I can't be open I have to have all these walls up, etc. That is a very wounded energy. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that, like, you're not allowed to grieve and you're not allowed to feel those feelings. You can feel however you want to feel. After an ending, it's never fun. You know, there's going to be a lot of uncomfortable feelings, a lot of uncomfortable things coming up. So let yourself feel. Let yourself feel every single thing. But there comes a certain point where it's like, okay, you have to open your heart again. And... Like I've said before, like, I feel like we're meant to be here to feel. The human experience is about feeling. We feel so many things. A lot of good things and a lot of bad things. And a lot of things on the in-between. But when your heart is closed, you're closing yourself off to, yeah, you may be protecting yourself from hurt. But you're also closing yourself off to love, to affection, to vulnerability, you know, because in order to form connections with people, you have to be open, you have to be vulnerable. So for you to have a closed heart, you're really closing yourself off to so many beautiful things in this life. And yeah, you may be protecting yourself from harm, you know, in the way that you see it, but you're also, you know, preventing a lot of good things to come into your life. And you're preventing yourself from receiving. Because if your heart's closed, there's no way that you can receive love. There's, there's just no way. Um, and you could really be, you know, sabotaging yourself. And this is another thing I want to talk about is self-sabotage. Because I feel like a lot of people self-sabotage themselves without even being consciously aware of what they're doing. A lot of people self-sabotage, and they don't even realize what they're doing until, like, after they destroyed everything. And then they're like, wait, like, why did I do that? Like, I actually had a good thing, but instead, you know, I was either, I'm, like, shivering. So if my voice is shaking a little I'm dead-ass shivering because I, I gotta make sure my car is off so, like, the audio isn't trash, like, last time. Like, my first episode, if you guys listened to that, oh, hell no. <laughs> what um episode was that? It was, like, the fear of being seen and, like, perfectionism and stuff like that. That was such a good episode, but mm, the audio quality, all because I was in my car, with my car, um, how unfortunate Yeah, a lot of people sabotage. They they aren't even aware of it until everything's fucked up. And then they're like, wait. Then they try to backtrack. And then they, you know, try to go back to what it is that they originally wanted. But they messed it up. And then it's too late by then. So, (laughs) a lot of people sabotage things. Why? It could be many reasons. One reason, it could be that they don't think they're good enough for what it is that is in front of them. So, they sabotage it. Two... They might be letting past scenarios, past situations, past hardships, past failures in relationships, they may be letting those things get in the way of the present moment. A lot of people, they are either stuck in the past or in the future. And neither of those things are real. The only thing that really exists, the only real thing, is right now. And yeah, you know, the past is great for memories and. If you got to, you know, think back onto certain situations to come to a conclusion or if you have to go to past situations to for certain lessons and to reevaluate or to reflect like that's cool, but to really be stuck in the past and to be dwelling on, you know, especially negative things that have happened in the past or even good things that happened in the past. That's another thing being nostalgic and you know reflecting on all these good moments in the past that's also being delusional just as much as it's you know thinking about negative things that happened in the past because from time to time like I said yes like everything is good in moderation but a lot of people like I said they're stuck in the past so they're over here thinking thinking over and over about these things or they're in the future and they're thinking about think potential things that could happen or potential outcomes and this could be really bad in the sense where it's like okay you're thinking about there's two things it's always negative or positive right so you're negatively thinking about the things that could happen in the future and you're like oh my god like this is what overthinking is in my opinion where it's like you're like oh my god this thing could happen or this thing could go wrong or this thing could turn out this way and blah 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 And has that ever happened to you where it's like there's a certain event or something or a certain situation and you're, you know, thinking about it and you're like, oh, my God, you're like expecting the worst kind of. And you're like, oh, my God, like that could happen. This could happen. But then you actually live in, you know, in the event or you actually go, you know, experience the situation and you're like, wait, like this turned out way better than I thought it would. That's an example of really letting the future kind of influence you and your mind because it's like the future isn't a real thing the only thing is the present so even if you're thinking about like a future event like I feel like it's always best to just ground yourself in the present because one day the future is going to be the present moment one day you're going to be living in what you consider to be your future so if you're not content and happy and grounded in the present then you probably won't be in the future because If you're not mastering your present, you're not going to master your future. And that's just point blank, period. So, yeah, a lot of people, since they're not in the present moment and they're not, you know, being intentional and present within themselves, then it could be easy to let your kind of... Your mind, or like your untrained mind, I like to call it. You kind of let your untrained mind take control, you know? And this could lead to a lot of dangerous things. Self-sabotage is one of them. Depression is another one of them. Because the mind is kind of like... If you feed a thought, it'll grow and get bigger so like me, I've been in very dark places in my life and I've struggled mentally so hard, so bad and I had to pull myself from that and the way that I did that is I had to master my mind and I'm not saying that mental illness is one two three easy cure and I'm not saying that okay what I did will work for everyone everyone's different some people may find you know going to therapy is beneficial to them you know there's so many different coping mechanisms for things so I'm not gonna like sit here and invalidate anyone else's experience or how anyone else copes with their mental health but like for me I feel like I had to um Train my mind. Master my mind. Because I realized. That I was letting my mind. Take control.
1: I was letting the wounded
0: parts of me. Take control. Instead of. Sitting with. It was really like. My shadow side. My wounded side. The wounded parts of me. It's kind of like a wounded dog. When a dog is wounded, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to be mean. They're going to be barking at you. They're probably going to try to bite you because they're in pain. That is a lot of people when they're wounded. And in a way, they end up sabotaging themselves because they're so wounded. And it doesn't matter if good things try to come into their life they'll try to attack it because they're so wounded I was at a point where I was so wounded but instead of attacking other people I was attacking myself deep right? I know (laughs) but I was attacking myself and I didn't realize it my own thoughts were very dark the way I treated myself all of these things that I did to try to numb myself or to make myself feel better in some fucked up way, honestly, and I realized if I kept going down this path, it would not be good. It would not be pretty. So I had to change it because even though I tried talking to other people, and as much as some, of, you know, people may love me, a lot of people aren't equipped to deal with such things like that because a lot of people are dealing with their own stuff that they're dealing with and so yeah so I realized okay it came down to me I had to save myself I it was either do or die it was either you know I change my life around right now or I don't even know what'll happen to me type shit not to get too dark but <clears throat> so that's what I did I had to retrain my mind I started reaffirming myself And literally in the beginning, I wouldn't even believe the things that I was affirming. I wouldn't believe the things that I was telling myself.
1: But I did it anyway. And I
0: literally just kept going and going and going. I had to face my shadows. I had to really look deep within myself. Like, this is key. is looking within yourself. How do I feel? Why do I feel that way? Where did that come from? Where did that stem from? Where did this behavior come from? Why do I think like that? Why do I do these things? Why do I, you know, get triggered at certain things? Why do I respond like this in certain situations? Why does my body feel, you know, tense right now? Do I feel anxious right now? Do I feel nervous? Do I feel content? And just really, like, you know, looking within yourself and being aware of yourself. And that brought me to the present moment. Because the thing is, when I was really depressed, it was because I was either really focused on the past or focused on the future. Worried about the future. Worried sick about the future. Or worried sick about the past. And I would think about, you know, certain events that happened to me, whether traumatic or hurtful or whatever. I was just really stuck in my own head and then i will let certain negative thoughts i will let it take control of my mind but then i started reaffirming myself i started um rewiring my brain essentially and i started to be in the present moment And I started to release all... That's another thing, releasing. I had to release so much, so much. I had to release older beliefs about myself. I had to release um, certain negative and toxic behavioral patterns. I had to release certain negative people in my life. I had to release... Emotions where I didn't even know where they were coming from, but I was releasing them anyways There'd be times when I just start crying out of nowhere, and I just have to let it cry. I have to let myself cry. I have to let it out Even though I don't even know why but I'm just doing it anyway And that's another beautiful thing about yoga because with yoga you're healing yourself but without having to think about traumatic things like our body really stores a lot of emotions a lot of um traumatizing events they get stored in our body but specifically our hips so the more that i did yoga and i focused on you know opening my hips more um i started to flow more like the energy like we are like kind of like channels right our body is a channel like a river, right? There could be blockages within the river. There could be huge piles of rocks. There could be like you know, um certain debris, there could be fallen trees or branches, there could be a lot of blockages within this channel, within this river. And if you don't cleanse your river <laughs> that sounds so weird. If you don't cleanse your channel and release these blockages it'll really build up and then this energy will be built up in a lot of places and like depleted in in different other places and essentially that's how our bodies are to put it in like very simplistic terms but i feel like that it just makes sense um and it's like easier to picture but these are what like chakras are and um they're basically just like energies different energy centers within our body and this is in many cultures um it's part of hinduism and i think even like a part of chinese culture they talk about that and it's called chi which is energy so yeah this has existed for thousands of years and there's so many practices around it and i would definitely recommend looking into that because it's really interesting um but yeah that's our body our body's energy everything's energy this is all you know quantum science is that everything's energy so yeah i had to clear out my energy and yoga is really great for clearing out your energy and clearing your channel and you know releasing blockages and you don't have to think about traumatic things but like it's like you're just moving your body and there's certain poses that you can do um certain like sequences you could do or like flows you can do that target certain things but it will really clear you out. You don't even have to think about it. It's just connecting with your body and there's been times after a yoga session I'll just start crying out of nowhere. I'll just start crying and it's really the most liberating thing. <laughs> because it's like you feel lighter. And you're just like crying because you're like I don't know it's just you feel light and it's really hard to explain honestly but there's a lot of things in life that like can't really be explained it's just something you have to live and experience for yourself and then you'll be like I get it like I get what they mean like but yeah a lot of things sometimes words don't do it justice at all so after a certain amount of like yoga sessions you'll just feel lighter and then you realize that, wait, I don't have that heavy feeling in my chest anymore or I don't get knots in my stomach anymore or wait, I don't really have lower back pain anymore. Cause that's another thing. Like our body really stores emotions and lower back pain is where anger is stored in our life. It gets stored in our lower back. So we're like frustration. So yeah, then you realize like wait, I'm not as achy as I used to be, or my body you know is able to move more fluidly now, or you know I could speak better, more clearer, little things like that, and then you realize wait like you're not as if as affected by certain things as you used to be. So yeah, get on some yoga, y'all. But back to what I was at right the main course of this conversation let's steer it right on back you know to the main topic um so all these things there's so many things you can do a lot of coping things but it really just comes down to the present moment and being aware of you know what's going on within you at all times being able to like you know tap in within yourself at all times and be able to like Release tension and calm yourself and basically center yourself. Because I feel like the goal is really to just be the calmest in the room. To just be calm in any situation. Because then you can really operate from a higher perspective. Or you can operate from your higher self, like if you resonate with that. If not, I would say more like a higher perspective, right? And operate from a place of trueness, of realness, of authenticity. Because if you're operating out of fear, you're not being your authentic self. Because your authentic self is grounded, it's centered, it's able to think rationally and logically, but also from a place of, you know, empathy and openness. And that's why I feel like opening your heart is very important. Inhaling blockages in your heart, blockages surrounding love, because the highest sense of energy or the highest sense of being is love and that's why opening your heart is so important because then without that you'll create blockages and then you won't feel content with life and yeah so back to the fear type of mindset i'm kind of basically describing what a fear mindset is little by little But essentially, it's just fearful. It's, okay, people are out to get me. It's, okay, I need to have these walls up. I need to be on guard 24-7. I need to be on the lookout. I need to watch my back. I need to, you know, move cautiously. Things like that. That's all fearful. And then to switch it to an abundance mindset is basically being like, okay, number one, it's acknowledging that you're in a fear mindset to begin with. It's always the identification of a problem. That's how you solve it. You got to identify what is the problem for your mindset, right? Boom. Second, the second thing is, okay. Why? Why am I in a fear mindset? Where is this coming from? That's the second thing where is this coming from and then just really like I said looking within yourself and being like okay like what are some experiences in my life that could have contributed to this fear mindset and then just jot those down or speak it out something like that y'all I think there's some UFOs in the sky low-key (laughs) <laughs> like literally right now i'm like looking at the sky and i'm like are those planes i don't think they're planes so What the fuck anywho <laughs> casually just had to throw that in there um <laughs> so where is this coming from why am i in a fear mindset write that down third step would be okay now how can i get out of this fear mindset how can I, what certain coping mechanisms could I use to get out of this fearful mindset? You can even research and like look things up, like how to get out of fear mindset. You could read books on that. But I would say, number one, yoga is a great place to start. Number two, meditation is another great thing. And another third thing is breath work. That's another amazing thing because whenever you focus on your breath, you're focusing on the present moment because we have to breathe. That's something we have to do. So whenever you focus on your breath, you are in the present moment. Each breath is in the present moment. And also all these things um, tone the vagus nerve. So the vagus nerve basically manages our fight or flight. And a lot of us, our fight or flight is really fucked um, because of traumatic events, because of childhood, because of stress. And so our fight fight or flight can kind of just be haywire. It could just be like, you're feeling frightful in certain events in which there's no danger. So you start to see everything as a threat. You see where I'm getting at? So this all ties into like the fearful mindset. If your vagus nerve isn't toned then you're going to perceive danger where there's no danger which can really you know get in the way of your friendships your relationships um your you know connections with others in general so with yoga that tones your vagus nerve breath work it tones your vagus nerve meditation it tones your vagus nerve So it basically resets your nervous system. But once you really reset it, it's like nice, calm. Like picture it like an ocean. Like an ocean can be nice and calm. No waves in sight. No ripples in sight. It's just nice, calm water. Or it could be a lot of waves, a lot of crashing. This could be our mind. This is our mind, right? Our mind is like an ocean. So a lot of us need to get it to nice, calm, leveled out waters. Because a lot of us are crashing, basically. So toning the vagus nerve is a great thing. And that's another thing that I've been doing. And I noticed it's really been helping me. And I feel more safe within myself and more grounded and just more clear. And like to really just have a sense of clarity is a great feeling. Um, It's a great way to go about life because you're nice and clear and you're not you know clouded and your judgment isn't clouded so you can really make you know more wise decisions more decisions that are in alignment with who you truly are instead of decisions that are based out of fear out of anxiety out of doubt because nothing good comes out of that and i would like to think that we all would like to make better decisions that are more in alignment with who we really are versus who we you know versus the wounded version of who we are And little by little the more that you do this i feel like you'll start to shift more and more into an abundant mindset and an abundant mindset is basically thinking you know what anything's possible and not just anything is possible anything is possible for me Anything is possible for me. I can do, have, and be anything or anyone that I want to be. Everything works out for me. Everything works out in my favor. I can surrender and release control, and I know that things are going to work out for me. As long as I have great intentions, and as long as I am mastering me and mastering my mind and mastering who I am, That I can have, be, or do anything I want to be. Or anything I want to have, I will have it. That's an abundant mindset. It's thinking, no matter what, I'm going to be okay. I cannot make a wrong decision. I cannot, I mean, that's not even true. (laughs) Let me not even say that. Because we can make wrong, like, you know, decisions that are bad. Like, I'm not talking about anything malicious, but it's like, if I'm being true to myself and I'm operating from a place of authenticity, then I can't mess up. Now, that's simply put, you know, sometimes we can make bad decisions, though. Everything's subjective. Or is it objective? Subjective? Everything's subjective. So it's like,
1: And, you know, it depends on the
0: context of the situation, but essentially, abundance mindset is having more of a secure mindset, a stronger frame, a stronger sense of identity, and being able to catch yourself when you do um, occasionally be in a fear mindset. You can catch that and be like, wait, why am I feeling this way? Just being uh, and operating from a sense of awareness. Because then when you're at that point, you can create the life that you want. You can make things that are more in alignment with what you want. And you can notice weight. Because when you're in a fear mindset, it's like you're doing things. But you're either not conscious of what you're doing. You're sabotaging what you're doing. And it's easier for you to put energy into things that you don't want to put your energy into. Or putting your energy into things that don't best serve you. It's easier to do that when you're in a fear mindset versus when you're in an abundant mindset. You're like, wait. Since you're more aware, you could sit back and think and be like, okay, wait. Why am I putting my energy into things that aren't serving me? Where am I putting my energy right now? Is it in alignment with what I want? Is it, you know, elevating me? Am I making choices that are elevating me? Or am I making choices that are self-destructive? And if I am making self-destructive choices, why am I making those decisions? Where is this coming from? Where is the want to do this coming from? Where is the urge to do this coming from? And then... Once you identify these issues and you get to the root causes of these issues, you could flip it and be like, okay, I actually... This is another thing. And I talked about this in the um, manifestation episode. Where are you putting your energy into? Did I talk about that in the manifestation episode or or was that the generational um, curses one? It might have been that one. But I said in that episode in order to create the life that you want or to be what you want or who you want you gotta figure out what it is that you want because at the end of the day the universe or God they just want to give you what you want the universe just wants to give you what you want that's it but if you don't know what you want how on earth Literally, how is it going to give you that if you don't even know what you want? So that's why I said in that episode, figure out what it is that you want. So let's say I want a high paying job. I'll figure out, okay, I want a high paying job, right? I figured out what it is that I want. Then I would ask myself, how would I get to what I want? Right? Right? Do you think that I could get to a high-paying job if I think I'm not even worthy of a high-paying job? No. If I think that I'm only worthy of low-paying jobs, will I get a high-paying job? No. If I think I'm worthy of a healthy, loving relationship, will I settle for unloving and unhealthy relationships? No, because if I settled for those things, how would I get something better? If I settle for a low-paying job, how would I get anything better? So I have to figure out, okay, what is it that I want? And then second, what am I putting my energy into? Am I putting it into what I want or am I putting it into what I don't want? Because a lot of people put their energy into what they do not want. And then they'll sit and complain. And then they'll sit and whine and cry about it and be like, I'm a victim. Why can't I find someone better? Oh my God, I only attract these people. Or oh my God, why am I, you know, not getting paid enough money, but I'm over here not even, you know, aligning with the high paying job. Make it make sense. That's why I'm saying a lot of people, are in a victim mindset and they don't even know it they're over here sitting around like acting like they're you know victims of circumstance and i'm not saying that it's not possible for people to be you know victims of circumstances always situations in life in which you know things happen to us and you know but a lot of people get stuck that's what i'm saying stuck there's a there's a difference between okay you're in this period right now and blah, blah 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 and you're living through it and you're grieving and you're letting it out and you're releasing and you're processing cool but to, to stay stuck in a situation that is when you get fucked up so a lot of people they stay stuck in this victim mindset they're like oh my god these things are happening to me and blah 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 and oh my god my life is terrible whatever But then, in the meanwhile, they're putting their energy into toxic relationships. They're putting their energy into toxic friendships. They're putting their energy into low-paying jobs that, you know, don't even see their worth. That don't even give them as much as they deserve. They're putting their energy into all of these toxic things. Or even, they're putting energy into negative beliefs about themselves. Or negative beliefs about the world in general. They're feeding these negative thoughts And then they're wondering why they are so unhappy. They think that they're unworthy. They think that they're this. They think that they're not good enough. They think that blah, blah, blah. They think that everyone's out to get them. And then their life reflects that exact same thing back to them. And they're like, oh my God, I'm a victim. (laughs) But then if they really took a step back... They could actually be like, wait, I'm putting my energy into these things. Maybe, hmm, let me see what will happen if I pull my energy back from these negative things and these toxic things, whether that be toxic coping mechanisms, whether that be, you know, negative beliefs about themselves, whether that be negative connections. If they pulled their energy back and put that into themselves, literally, not even, it doesn't even have to be anything externally. If they took that energy back and put it into themselves, Everything will change. Literally everything will change. Because when you pull your energy back, you become so attractive. Not even physically attractive, even though, yes, that could be. But also energetically attractive. Because when you pull your energy back and put it into yourself, oh, that shows that you have value. That shows that you value yourself. That's attractive. And the more that you put your energy into yourself, it's like a garden, I swear to God. Everyone has a garden, okay? Everyone has a garden. If you're not tending to your own garden, then your garden's literally gonna dry up and like, wither away. No one's gonna wanna come visit your garden because it's literally dead. It's dry as hell. There's nothing to see here, babe. You know what I mean? like. There's nothing to see here. So it's like tending to your own garden, watering yourself, fulfilling yourself it makes you more of who you are you're watering your being you know what i mean you're watering who you are so you're going to to become more of who you are versus if you don't water yourself you don't water your garden it's gonna be dry no one's gonna like it you're not even gonna like your own garden you're gonna be like why am i even alive like you know and that's why a lot of people they just they can get lost in lost in the sauce not the good sauce they get lost in the sauce so it's like watering yourself you'll see the value in your own garden you realize how beautiful your garden is you will realize how beautiful your garden could be and then you start having ideas for your garden and the more that you work on your garden the more beautiful your garden is the more beautiful you are the more proud you feel of yourself because you have this beautiful garden within you and the more other people will see your garden and want to stay a while and want to tend to your garden too they'll be like wow i want to help you take care of your garden because it's so beautiful you know what i mean i love that analogy i think i ate with that analogy but (laughs) like and then you realize you will not settle for people that do not water you you will not settle for people that do not tend to their own garden either that's another thing A lot of people, they don't do inner work. They don't look within themselves enough. They might, from time to time, if you're lucky, depending on the situation and on the person, but a lot of people, they don't do enough inner work within themselves and it shows on the outside of their life. And then they'll start self sabotaging things and being fearful and stuff like that. So if people aren't working on themselves, you when you're in an abundant mindset you will not even want to even entertain people like that you really wouldn't because you work so hard on your garden that you don't want anyone to disrupt it you don't want anyone to kill your garden to destroy your garden so when someone else is happy with their garden and you know is happy within themselves and content within themselves and they're working on themselves and they're aware and they're operating from a Oh, I'm out of breath. I'm talking so fast because I'm running out of time here. Um, People that aren't content within themselves and fulfilled, that's the word I'm looking for. Fulfilled. If someone's not fulfilled, there's no way they can fulfill you. Not to say that they're your only source of fulfillment in your life. Absolutely not, because that could lead to codependency. But... When someone has their garden put together and you have your garden put together, you guys can come together and water each other's garden and appreciate each other's garden and nurture each other's garden while also nurturing your own garden, okay? That's abundant mindset. That's a secure mindset. That, I feel like, is the aim to aim for personally. Because if you're operating from anything less than, you're not going to be satisfied. You're not going to be fulfilled. You're not going to feel like you are you. You're not going to feel like yourself because you're not even taking care of yourself for real. So you can't take care of others. That's why I always preach. Self-love is literally the best love. People may say it's selfish. And I think people who say that that's selfish are not even loving themselves. Because if you truly loved yourself, you would see how important self-love is get to that abundance mindset baby we don't got time for the fearfulness you know what i mean like i said it's cool to grieve it's cool to feel how you want to feel you know what i mean there's going to be times when we're heartbroken and we're not operating from you know our best selves but like like i said go within yourself always 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 go within yourself because that's the only way you will live true to you that's the only way you will live the life that you truly want. Is to always tap in within yourself. Check in within within yourself. Literally, become your own best friend. And become grounded and centered within yourself. And then everything else will make sense. Pour into yourself. Everything else will make sense. But you have to pour into yourself. Everything else will change for the better. And you will feel it and you will see it in your external reality. You will experience it within, you know, connections with other people. You will experience it. Like I said, a lot of things in life, it doesn't matter how much I sit here and explain it. Until you live it yourself, until you experience this yourself, you will never truly, fully experience the emotions that come with it. The feelings that come with it. You just got to try it out yourself and then let me know how it goes. For the most part, I think I covered everything. So, yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. If this just resonated with you. I'm so glad. And, um, yeah, relieving the lack mindset, relieving that in the past, baby. We do not lack nothing. We do not lack a single thing we do not lack worthiness, we do not lack money, we do not lack security, we do not lack self-awareness, we don't lack a single thing, we are abundant as fuck, and I want you guys to be abundant, like seriously, not even just financially, but like mentally, emotionally, like I really want this to be where it's like, yo, like we're all safe here you know what i mean we're all i see you you see me like i feel like real recognizes real you know what i mean real recognizes real and we're real here and everyone who's real i just want us to all just be real together and heal ourselves together because life is a roller coaster but i feel like we all just do better in community and we all do better when we are connected so yeah I hope this resonated with you and what you're going through and if you've ever been in a lack mindset or if you currently are in a lack mindset that's okay but I want you to ask yourself why are you in a lack mindset where did it come from like what events like really break it down what events do you think this came from Or who made you feel like you were unworthy or like you were lacking growing up or recently? And then ask yourself, what can you do to come out of this lack mindset? What can you do to not be fearful? What can you do to shift this energy into a lighter energy? And then the last thing I want you to ask yourself is what do you want? What do you want for yourself? What do you want in this life? What do you want in the next week? In the next month? Every week, ask yourself, what do I want? Do I still want the same things as I wanted last week? And if I still want the same things, am I actively contributing to achieving these things that I want? And if I'm not How can I actively achieve things to get what I want? And then the last step is surrendering. Just surrender then from that point. And know that it's going to work out. But yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And I'll catch you guys next week. Bye.